0: He's going to that hill. Okay,
1: it's additional mower.
0: Yeah, additional mower because when you get to the top of the road tow, you can actually access that trail over there or the trail over there. Oh you
1: got a three trail pond We got a three-trail, yeah. yeah. All right.
0: And so our as I said, our goal is to have the mowed well enough so it only takes like six inches of snow. And a
1: skin track if you're going up. Is there is there a good place to start skinning from the mm-hmm. top of the rope toe as mm-hmm.
0: well? Absolutely.
1: Not gonna be all snow. A wintry mix is forecast for the listening area. Welcome to Wintry Mix 34. I'm your guy who doesn't ski as much as he used to, Alex Kaufman. This time around the bull wheel, I'm headed south to a ski area with great interstate access but a checkered financial past. Mount Ascutney is in Vermont, but it's not in the Green Mountains. It's a Monadnock located a stone's throw from the Connecticut River. Skiers first took to the mountain in the 1930s and since then it's rode a roller coaster of development followed by money problems. Its final year as a full-fledged resort was 2010, and since then, the assets of the mountain have been mostly sold off, the most prized of which was the high-speed quad, which now operates at Crotchet Mountain in New Hampshire. On top of that, the base lodge was consumed by fire in 2015. From the proverbial ashes, though, a non-profit driven by community spirit has arisen to chart a new and hopefully more sustainable course. A recent volunteer workday gave me the chance to catch up with Laura Farrell, the executive director of escutney outdoors to discuss the next chapter of four season recreation join us right after the season 3 shouts that's next
2: a dedication ceremony of the volunteer built rope tow was held which garnered a large crowd of skiers supporters volunteers and family members of the two families who started mount escutney back in the mid-1900s.
1: Season three of Wintry Mix is supported by... Over 250 ski areas use Liftopia to reach millions of skiers and riders planning their trips. But what you might not know is that Liftopia's cloud store is also the most widely used e-commerce ticketing platform for ski areas' own websites, with over 100 North American ski areas using the platform. Your team, your strategy, your customers, partnered with the best e-commerce team and technology in the industry. Visit liftopia.com and click platform to learn more or email partners at liftopia.com to schedule a call today. All right, get on a plane, fly to Salt Lake City, and devour the powder at Snowbird in Little Cottonwood Canyon. With 500 inches average annual snowfall, seven minute tram rides to the summit, and over 3,000 vertical feet, this will make your season. Check out fourth night free slopeside lodging options or visit with your Mountain Collective Pass. Snowbird.com is step one. Step two is follow Snowbird on social to stay stoked until you arrive. World Cup Supply has served the ski resort, race, and event industry since 1991. Visit WorldCupSupply.com to see the complete selection of race gates, safety and crowd control fencing, on hill tools, poles, nets, you name it. If you are running a ski resort, an event, or an event at a ski resort, then trust World Cup Supply for the gear that ensures safety and success.
2: The process of reopening the small portion of Mount Ascutney was a long and arduous one, and Saturday's event marked the beginning of a new age for the historic mountain.
3: There
1: he goes. He's
0: dead. He's
1: dead. Oh, the dog hey, can't Bill.
0: hear. Hey Bill, Bill, Skittles is looking for you. He's running around looking for you. Oh, there, he just found you. He just found you.
1: Yeah, there he goes. There goes Skittles.
0: Um, my name is Laura Farrell. Uh, I live in Brownsville, Vermont. And I am the executive director of Mount Scutney Outdoors. I'm organizing all of the development, management, financing of the recreational opportunities that we're creating on this mountain. It's had numerous owners and gone through numerous sort of changes and developments over the years none of them have been really successful. It's a fabulous mountain, um, but for skiing is actually tough. It's a tough mountain. So when the last ownership went bankrupt or closed, um, the town then decided that they were going to see if they could buy the land. Actually the Trust for Public Lands kind of worked with the town. Trust for Public Lands is a national, or- n- national organization, it's a nonprofit that finds chunks of land that they feel will make a difference in the, their communities um, and helps then therefore then finds the funds. whoops. Finds the funds, okay, finds the funds um, to purchase it. But the town did not want to manage and develop the recreational opportunities on the mountain. They did not want to increase the tax base in any way for the town's people. So a group of us got together and founded, started a nonprofit, which is called Mount Scutney Outdoors. We're short for Scutney Outdoors and then AO. And we are responsible. We have an agreement with the town and a lease with the town. And Scutney Outdoors is responsible for the development, management, and financing of all of the recreational opportunities and events, etc., cetera, on the mountain. A huge part of our mission is that we will have all of our recreational opportunities accessible and affordable for anybody so it's a year-round it's not we're not just focused on skiing it's we're focused on year-round activities um as far as with the recreation we're focused on you know mountain biking we have already presently about 32 miles of mountain bike trails and then in the summer also hiking uh, trail running um it, And then there's some rock climbing. But then in the winter, we're focused on, uh, for recreation, again, some alpine skiing, snowshoeing, cross-country skiing, and then backcountry skiing, which is going to be huge.
1: So we're standing beside the the former base lodge and, I guess, in between the the future base lodge. Tell me about what's going on here today.
0: (laughs) So the the former base lodge, as we mentioned, um, burned down almost two years ago. It actually is still in Limbos. Another landowner, another person owns that property Um, and we're hoping as time goes on that that Well, actually, very soon that building will come down. And what happens to that property, I don't know. Potentially, maybe a small, nice timber frame base camp might go there. But in the meantime, what's going on right now is um, with our base lodge kind of area is that we were donated a building that's 24 by 26 feet. And we moved it up here with volunteers. And then completely with volunteers, they've redone the building. As you can hear, they're redone.
1: Do you want to move? (laughs) Yeah, uh, that one's one's more than I can do. So we're we're walking away from the construction at the new base lodge. But to give you an idea, I see a tractor up mowing the the ski trail. We've got about a dozen uh, men and women here, I assume, from the local uh, community, putting a deck on the new base camp. And a couple months out, when are you guys hoping to... um, operate I assume there's no snow making on this on this parcel
0: there is no snow making and our goal right now you know snow making maybe will be in the future but we want it to be a sustainable area and because we're year-round multi sports um, and more of, more of like a community ski area we'll see if we get snow making as time goes on but our theory is is to get our slopes mowed so beautifully that it only takes six inches of snow and we can ski so as soon as we have six inches of snow, we will turn those lights on and turn that rope tow on, and we'll be skiing.
1: Uh, about 2,000 vertical feet from base to summit, correct?
0: That's correct. And when we purchased this land, um, when the town purchased this land, and we a lot of the funds, as I said, came from um, conservation foundations, easements were put on the land. And one of the easements is that we can only put a ski lift up halfway. Um, And after halfway to the top, we can keep all the trails open and maintained for backcountry skiing. So it's kind of really going to be awesome because we'll have a lift halfway up and then people can take that lift and then skin up or snowshoe up the rest of the way and there'll be great terrain for backcountry skiing.
1: The rope tow that that is there now, uh, it opened when?
0: Open just last year. A year ago, we hadn't even, a year ago from today, we hadn't even started it. (laughs) And we were open and running by the time the first snow came. We weren't open very many days because we didn't have much snow. But when we did, we had, you know, when we were open, there was 100 to 200 people out there. It's almost a thousand foot rope toe. So you can get up in a minute to a minute and a half. A you gotta hold up, you
1: gotta have a pretty good yeah. grip.
0: Yeah, you do. <laughs> but you know, that's the other thing about rope toes is when you're skiing on a rope toe hill, the challenge is getting up the hill on the rope toe. And then it's just fun skiing down. But the challenge is getting up.
1: Who built the rope toe? I mean, was it was the it just kind of toe. people figuring it out, or was it a rope tow guy? Yeah,
0: no, it was us. It was myself and about five volu- six volunteers. None of us knew anything about rope toes. I, I had worked at Cochrane Ski Area, and they have a rope tow, so Jimmy Cochran helped us a bunch. We do, because it is open to the public, we did need to have an engineer with an engineered plan. But he eventually said, you guys, you got it. You just do it. I'll come inspect it afterwards. <laughs> and... Um, None of us had ever done it, never built a rope tow, and it is so cool, it is so cool. And I always, and I joke now that we all never knew anything about rope tows, but we could now put it on our resume that we could build a rope tow. Um, and everything was donated except for the rope. And all the steel was donated by a local welding company, and um, and they welded everything for us for free, in the motor house is just unique. It's beautiful. I mean, it's just a—it's an art. They're, they're old school, but it's an art.
1: What's and, powering it? What? What's the engine from?
0: Um, it's a what, Wisconsin uh, 37 horsepower gas engine, and um, it powers it. It only costs—takes um, five gallons of gas a day to run it. Shivs at the top of the telephone poles. Those are Chevy Cavalier hubs with bearings in them, so they rotate. Yeah. It was everything was volunteers. The whole thing is volunteers.
1: It looks like it's in pretty darn good shape. But you can tell that the rope is very new.
0: Yep. You know, you have to still get it inspected by the state lift inspector. So the gentleman came and he was great through the whole process. He kept coming and checking to be sure we were doing okay. And he came and he and they then the engineer came and the electrician came and they all came the same day to inspect it and they all said this is the best rope tow looking rope tow we've ever seen. So it's pretty cool.
1: It is. It looks very um, sturdy. And then, assuming good snow, um, seven-day operation, five-day operation, two-day a week operation. Um, this
0: year, this year, depending on snow, we will be open Wednesday, th- Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, holidays, and then vacation weeks. And then at night, at this point, we'll be open Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights so um with our lights and thursday night we actually um have a race series so it will be open thursday night just for the race series
1: so you're making skiing very accessible which is something that skiing struggles with um have you received any support from any of your larger neighbors saying hey what you guys are doing is great we want to help you out or kind of radio silence
0: not yet not yet but absolutely what um, we are, you could consider us going to be a feeder program for the bigger mountains.
1: So you have a lot of volunteers here today uh, putting in the uh, the sweat equity. How can skiers who maybe only come here once or twice a year or haven't yet, how can they help you uh, keep this moving forward? Is it just by showing up? Is it by donations? Is it by time? Uh, what do you want to tell people who maybe only come here once or twice a year or never, never have been yet?
0: Well, all of the above. <laughs> we have a website, um, which is www.askutneyoutdoors.org. And on that website, you can sign up to help as a volunteer. You can find out about our work days. You can make donations. Um, obviously, a huge part of the survival of this organization and this mountain is going to be donations. It's a nonprofit and that's how we're going to survive is by people donating, both both as volunteers but also in financially. We are trying to make, as I said, everything so that it is sustainable. Um, but we still, we do have some, um, a, a three-year plan that has some pretty good-sized capital in, in, in capital improvements, such as a larger base area, base lodge, and also one more ski lift. So, and we have other ideas of, you know, other year-round um, activities that we are in that plan, too.
1: Yep, so we're mowing, getting ready. Yep. So you can open with about six see. inches. we got the dog chasing the, dog the, t- chasing the, the mower. mower. Um, we've got a gentleman on a perch up on one of the telephone poles, holding up the uh, the rope tow. It's it's a, a scene a buzzing with activity. We've got work on the on the base cabin, uh, work on the the bottom bull wheel return area. Um,
0: and the gentleman that's climbing the telephone pole there, where the rope tow is, he's the he's installing lights for night skiing and riding.
1: That's is he the, using a tree stand that you would use tree, for hunting yeah, to get up there?
0: Yeah, he's using a, yes, he is using a tree stand to get up there.
1: All right, I'm gonna walk up there and try to get the sound of them chit, chit chatting on that. Yeah. Uh, who else? Uh, who else down here should I make sure I get? Or, is, or is, um, who are the characters?
0: Guy, this guy in the red flannel plaid shirt. You should talk to him. And, and who is that? Tell me about G- him. Jimmy Wald. He is actually has volunteered and he is the the guy who has put built redone that building. I mean, he's taken days off from work and he's just been here after work at night and um, and just has redone the whole building.
1: All right, hey, c- come, on, c- come on, come in close, come in close. I don't bite, don't bite. Uh, what's your name? Bobby Farrell. Did you grow up skiing on this mountain when it was operating commercially? Yeah, we both did, yeah. I,
3: we were both part of the race program here, and we um, had a lot of fun. It was some good times, and I'm all about the small mom and pop ski areas, so I'm pretty excited about this. <laughs> I can remember when they put the high-speed quad in, there was the, there was one trail off of it, and it was just like pretty steep, gnarly. And, you know, by the, by noon, it had just been skied down to sheer ice, and it was just a pile of snow at the bottom. And that was, like, people get off the quad, like, all of a sudden, and then it was just, like, <laughs> it was just mayhem. <laughs> Absolute mayhem. I think, I mean, last fall, uh, my mom, Laura, was, like, she had this vision of a rope tow, and they got it going, and everybody was, like, no way you're going to put a rope tow in in, like, a month. And her and Bill and Jimmy Wald were just, like, here every day and it was impressive to watch like it I mean there was a rope toe it was
1: it was really cool so you're Laura's kid yes yeah 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 I'm one of them now it all now it all comes together so you you grew up up so she lives three miles from here you grew up there Yeah, yeah yeah
3: yep yep we uh still home
2: Ewald? That was a little hut at the bottom of the rope tow here, and people just kind of stood here. You know, we didn't have, uh, did we have porta potties? We did have no. a porta potty. I think we had one over there. But, you know, kind it wasn't easy for, and we were only open three weekends, but it wasn't easy to have, like, we want school groups to come up. And for them to come up and have to put their boots on and stuff, kids need or anybody needs a place to sit down, a place to get in and out of the weather. So, so See,
1: la- last is. year's low winter, that almost good, good in a sense. it was kind of a practice. It was a soft opening.
2: Yeah, it was good for a good soft opening. Yeah, I mean, we, we were making turns and. You know, it's, got any, it's got any kind of missed the, um, the condo boom and all that stuff that Okemo and Sunapee and Stowe and all the other ones got. So we've always kind of been, you know, a local's mountain, which we really like because, you know, you come into that parking lot and you can count the cars, you know, in 20 seconds, you know? And so, you know, hey, nobody here, got the mountain to myself. And all of us can, would attest to that, skiing this mountain for so long, people would come up and say, oh my God, it's all ice. It's horrible. But if you've skied it forever, you know where to ski it, and it's great, you know. And so, yeah, that's the best part of it, and that's what you know. Hopefully, we'll get back. Do
0: you want wind to paint? Do you want wind to paint the back of the building or the fence here? Fence. The fence. Hey, wind. You fence. want him on the fence? Yeah, the fence. It's the yeah. fence. Okay. This is the bottom so, mark? Yeah.
2: Okay. Better be.
1: go to you. <laughs> I don't <to> know. <laughs> <out> <laughs> I'm wondering.
0: Well,
2: if you spill anything, it's going to blend in. <laughs> here
1: you go, Dana. Oh, oh, you don't know, trust me to paint the back. Yeah.
2: Okay. <laughs> Actually, you got to paint both sides and the post. So. You want a uh, top mark or a bottom mark? <laughs> um, any?
3: Same color.
1: Uh, 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 the end mark there. Yeah, on the end. There you go. Whoops. So I saw two different really nice-looking tractors. Where do these things come from?
0: Uh, locals, people that live in town. They they're they're their personal tractors, and they just drive them over and start mowing for us for free. And right now we've got two on the hill mowing, and another guy came over earlier today to, and said he'll bring his tractor over and start mowing too.
1: Now, are you going to try to are you mowing all three trails?
0: Yes, absolutely. We will mow everything that we can um, to just keep the trails open and available, for not only for the skiers off of the rope tow, but also for the backcountry skiers.
1: I'm jealous. I'm about an hour and twenty minute drive, but I may have to make it this winter.
0: <laughs> you should come some night. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's you a good call. You should come
0: some night. It will be really fun.
1: Everybody who I've talked to who isn't you has <laughs> has said uh great things about your organizational uh inspiration to bring all these people together and, and get everybody moving in the same direction. And we've got this. I know. Um, I think you're gonna need to name that something.
0: We are. I think we we need to name it after Jimmy Ewald, who's been the one who's Built it and brought it back. Yeah,
1: Jimmy over there. Yep.
0: yep, we need to figure out something to name it after him. He'll be embarrassed, but we've got to figure out something. So
1: There'll be benches. You'll be able to have a class of students in there. You'll be able to stay mm-hmm. warm. Mm-hmm. Hot cocoa, something like that.
0: Yep, and a and a uh, propane grill outside, and so people can bring hot dogs and hamburgers and meat and grill it and and uh, hang around.
1: Bring your BYOF. Your
0: BYOF. <laughs> yep. Plus BYOB.
1: (laughs) Well, hopefully, I'll see you down here in December or November or whenever it gets going. Thanks a lot.
0: Thank you very much. Thanks.
1: Let's close out with a thanks to Vermont Public Radio and their members. Our theme music is by Adam Levy, and you can hear more of his music at wintrymixcast.com, along with every other episode to date subscribe on itunes if you have yet to and leave a rating or review if you are the helpful type follow the show on instagram bookface or twitter at wintry mixcast to get show updates or pass along topic suggestions thank you for listening and uh, i gotta go I lived at 38 of Scutney
2: Street in Windsor. I used to, I was probably eight years old, and I'd just stand out on the Scutney Street and with my skis and poles and stuff, and people would just stop and pick me up and give me a ride out. So Can't do that today though. You can try, you can try, I still do it. <laughs>